Welcome back to the Remote Players Nerdcast, episode 14. Uh, Phoenix and I are back to discuss Monster Hunter, amongst many other things. Phoenix, how's it going this episode? Good, man. How are you doing? I'm here, so that's something. Um, <laughs> we kind of have, I think we're on a semi-regular schedule for once. I think we just recorded like two weeks ago, so way to go us. And then... Yeah. I'm traveling when we're supposed to record our next episode, which is bizarre. Oh. I know. <laughs> Everything is You're wrong. the problem. Yeah, I'm the problem for <laughs> once. I mean, I'm the problem in many other aspects of my life because reasons. But um, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, so um, I guess we'll jump right into the episode. And we're going to do a brief stop at uh, Ben's bookstore. Uh, and I will kick off. Uh, mine, because I don't have a lot to talk about, but I am now uh, three-fifths of the way through The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, so I just finished uh, yesterday, Life, the Universe, and Everything. Um, and these books, like, I know you haven't read them yet, but they're kind of just these quirky, science-based, British-type humor uh, books about these people that are kind of lost throughout the galaxy and, and all these different things that happened to them. And it was written as a trilogy. And uh, so this book is the third one, was the original ending. And then the author, Douglas Adams, wrote two more books in it. So it's a five-book trilogy, which is just part of the quirky humor to it. Um, and then there's a sixth <laughs> book that was written by another author, Owen Colfer. Um, Douglas Adams, the guy that wrote The Hitchhiker's Guide, he died of a heart attack in 2001, I think. Um, so I'm kind of like, I, I, I read, my goal was to like read all five books in like the five weeks before I go on vacation. And I read the third book and it's so quirky and lacks any like sense of direction to any point that I'm going to take a break and read some harder science fiction, uh, and then get back to it. So, uh, still kind of in the hitchhiker's guide, kind of, I picked up this book called, um, and you'll appreciate how this kind of sucks. Uh, I picked up this science fiction book called The Master of Dreams, which is about a dude. I've only read the first 30 pages, but it's about a dude who's kind of like he's seems to be transporting through time and dimensions, but is not aware of exactly what's happening. And I was like, oh, it sounds really good. And I, I read the first 30 pages and I'm really into it. So I looked up the author and uh it's supposed to be a trilogy. This is the first one. Then there's like the Mistress of Illusion is book two that came out last summer. And then I looked at the, at the author's Wikipedia and I was like, oh, cool. He died in January of 2020. Uh, and I'm almost positive that this trilogy will not be completed. So if I had known that, might not have picked up book one. Um, Dude. That's cool. Yeah, I know. What is that? I know. It's like it happens often. It you know, but like use it does, especially like in fantasy, because you you see like these uh, George R. R. Martins who are old, uh, or like Robert Jordan who wrote the Wheel of Time. He died of cancer before the last three books were written. Uh, it, it happens a lot, but I think in the case of this trilogy that I'm reading, um, like this dude, his name is Mike Resnick. Uh, he wrote like over 200 novels in his life. He died of cancer at like 77. And I'm pretty sure that this is just going to be one of those things where book two in the trilogy came out and then you're just shit out of luck on finding out what would happen. So yeah. that's kind of a bummer. And and again, like if I had normally, 
uh, I'm really neurotic about buying new books and I'll go to Barnes and Noble or even my store and I'll look up a book and I'll look at the Amazon reviews and I'll look it up on Goodreads. And, you know, if it's part of a series, I, I try to buy books where the series is nearly complete, if not completed. And I did not do that with this one, um, right. obviously. So that kind of sucks. But um, outside of that, I haven't really been reading anything. Uh, I mean, I've been reading constantly, but uh, it's basically just been Hitchhiker's Guide since the last episode. Uh, and I think you actually have finished a couple books, especially one that I, I think is just uh, fantastic. So I will turn it over to you. All right. Well, you know, Hitchhiker's Guide is one of those that I need to read at some point. So I probably will. But man, like just like the games, there's always like a ton of stuff that I want to read and then I don't get to it. Um. You know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, I sure but, do. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, I actually finished these a while ago, but we skipped Ben's bookstore last time. But um, I finished The Vanishing Half and The Midnight Library. Uh, I'll just talk about Vanishing Half first. It's, I thought it was super good. I will say, I feel like towards the end, it started to have like just fluff or something like it just felt like it felt like they wouldn't just give us the ending. I don't know. Like, I don't want to say, say that make it make to make the book sound like it was bad, but it definitely felt like it was some fluff or something just like, I was like, all right, let's just get this over with. Will you? <laughs> um, so anyway, it's super good. Um, I don't really want to go into the story of it, but I would say it's about, just kind of like black, white, but like in a way where it's like only black people experience it with like light skin, dark skin. So it's kind of interesting, honestly, like it was super interesting to hear this story told like for the masses and not just like stuff that uh, we black people kind of just quibble and fight over for some reason. Um, so anyway, right. <laughs> there, there was, um, it's a good book. I, I swear, like it's it should be uh, if you're interested in that um, and learning more about like I guess black culture as far as like light skin, dark skin. Um, it'd be super. It'd be a super good book to read. And the other book is the Midnight Library, which do like yeah, uh, I, yeah. I, I have this. Yeah, dude, I have this written. On the notes here, uh, my favorite book of 2021 so far. I know it came out last year, but um, I read it this year, and or I didn't read it. I listened to it, so I don't know if that counts. But it is oh, we're super good. Um, yeah, dude, I'll, I'll count it. Um, it's super good, dude. I really, really, I didn't, ex I didn't read any of the the back of the book on this like i just picked up the uh audiobook because everyone always talked about it and um so i just started listening and kind of caught me off guard with how much i would like it uh i'm just gonna say if anybody is fans of the old science fiction show sliders you're gonna like i think you would love this book um yeah for sure yeah, there's even like pretty much they pretty much call what's happening sliding, but I'm not gonna like, spoil the story. But I think the fact that we could probably kind of talk about that. But 
you should definitely check it out. Um, that, that, that book was so good. I, if I was not listening to it, I probably wouldn't be able to put it down, especially towards the end. I feel like the end was really kind of like gripping or whatever. Pause, but um, yeah, it was good, dude. I, uh, I, that was like one of the best selling books at my bookstore over the last, it came out last August, you know, and it, it, but the sales of it like really picked up this year. Like, like even being a bookseller, I would have thought it was a 2021 release because this is really when it took off. And, you know, there's a, there's so many books that come out that, that we carry at my store that I'm kind of like, I don't read a lot of them, especially because I have my, my shit and that's usually what I read. But this one sold so good, and I read the the blurb, and I was like, "All right, well, it's only three hundred pages, and you know, like I I can read a three hundred page book in like in like two or three days." And I read it. Um, I don't know, probably it was winter time still, and uh, it blew me away. And I had never really heard of Matt Haig, the uh, author. I know he's got a new book coming out, I believe, tomorrow called The Comfort Book, which is like a collection of comforting thoughts and and. and whatever which is kind of interesting but uh mm. i i love this book too like I, I um when you said like you sent me like a screenshot and you were like listening to this next and i was like fuck yes dude that book is so good uh like i can't imagine someone reading the book or listening to it or whatever and being like i didn't like that because it, it's just like that good so um I, I was glad to hear that you enjoyed it. I definitely think listening counts. So, um, so yeah, if anybody's listening to this, well, all of our Serbian listeners, especially uh, The Midnight Library by <laughs> Matt Haig, you should read it. Read it before you read The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, <laughs> so uh, unless you have any other books to touch on, uh, I guess, pause, we can uh, move on to, do we want to do what we've been playing or do we want to do our talking point? Uh, I do want to say one last thing, not about the book so much, but I do just want to throw out a shout out to the Libby app, uh, which is able to link to your library. And if people are interested in like audiobooks or just ebooks, like a free, easy way, like definitely check out that app. It will help you um, get stuff for free that you like are paying for with your tax dollars. You just don't know it, I guess. But uh, yeah, definitely check out Libby and just like link it to your local library. That's all I got. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, so why don't we leave our talking point for the end and we can get to what we've been playing the last two weeks. Yeah, I'm done with that. And I'm, I think I'm going to lead on this one because Phoenix has got more um, meaningful things to talk about than do I. Because <laughs> um, my two are like... <laughs> a mobile game and bullshit so uh so i have not been gaming that much like i have Whoa. been in a real gaming funk since i finished up monster hunter rise which is going to be uh we'll be talking about a little bit so i'm not going to touch on it but you know i grabbed god eater 3 on like an 80 percent discount for 15 bucks and uh, i'm i'm playing that um, and I like it. It's definitely like a Monster Hunter type clone with a with a different spin, and that's cool. Um, not necessarily the, the 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 number one thing I'm looking to play after finishing up Monster Hunter Rise, but I really liked it on PlayStation and never got a chance to finish it. 
Uh, I did randomly, and I think I told you this the other day, like you were playing one of your games that you're going to be talking about a little bit, and it was like two or three in the morning, and you were like, I'm almost finished, you know, this game. And I was like, cool, I'm fishing in Animal Crossing. And uh, <laughs> like for no, no rhyme or reason. Uh, so I did that for a little while. Um, and then as far as like my console gaming, like the last, I'm going to say week, week and a half, I probably put like a solid 10 to 12 hours into playing the new season of Fortnite, um, which is like the biggest guilty pleasure game for me because I don't like, that's not my, I play battle Royales, but like, I, you know, like, I don't know why, like, I don't do the building that much, uh, except to like get to the chests. And the new season is like aliens, so you're like you get dropped into a world and like or dropped onto the map, and it's like got a huge UFO above the entire map, and then Whoa. like aliens are are patrolling the world, and in U- UFOs, and you can shoot their UFOs down, kill the alien, and then steal the UFO. Um, what, dude? It's really good. Like the last season six or whatever, it was like prehistoric. So, like, there were, were, like, dinosaurs and shit, but the weapons kind of sucked. They were, like, basic, and, and this Season 7 has got the most of the original weapons back. And, uh, like, I know this is not your game, especially because of the building. And I get that because I don't do the building. Like, that building is specifically aimed at uh, PC gamers, where, like, they have all their buttons mapped on the on the the controller and, or on the keyboard and they can build like crazy and you can't do that on the switch it's just it's not possible to build the way you can on pc um right. so i've been playing a lot of Fortnite, um like a, an embarrassing amount of Fortnite the last week and a half or so <laughs> uh and then like my main game i'm actually there's one that i don't have in the notes but they're both mobile games and, and one of them i don't know if you've ever heard of this before and so i'm gonna ask so, have you ever heard of like the werewolf game? It's oh, like it's called the werewolf uh, game. Right. Well, it, it it's so it's not exclusively a mobile game. People play it at parties. Uh, there are like you know on Discord, there are like servers where play people play this game. But there's a game on like iOS and Android called Wolvesville that originally was called Werewolf Online. I've been playing it for I don't know. Um, three let's say three and a half years probably um but the premise of it is like you drop in there's 16 players in the game and there are everybody is assigned a role at the beginning of the game so there are four werewolves one random killer so it could be a serial killer uh a bomber an arsonist it's all sorts of different roles and then the other 11 roles are part of the village and basically there's like there's people that can see what everybody's roles is roles are so those people are supposed to identify who the werewolves or the random killer are there's people that have guns there's there's a jailer that can put people in jail and kill them and basically the whole idea of the game is you and then like you go through a talking period and then you can vote so let's say the role of the person that can see everybody's roles is called the seer so let's say player 11 is a werewolf and the and player three is a seer and the seer during the nighttime viewed number 11. So during the day, they would say 11 is a werewolf. And then there's a voting period where you can vote if one of the people that has like a gun or whatever doesn't kill the werewolf and you can vote them out. 
the, the whole lot, and then you go to the nighttime. And during the nighttime, the werewolves pick a player to kill. Um, it's like super strategy in real time. Um, and like, you basically like you have to eliminate all four werewolves and the random killer to win is the village. And then obviously the random killer, the idea is to be the last player standing. And with the werewolves, the idea is to kill all the villagers. And then you, you win based off of whether whatever your team is, is the last team standing. Dude, and it's so multifaceted. Like, one of the player roles is Cupid. And Cupid randomly picks two players. And those two players become in love with each other in the game. And if one of them gets killed, the other one dies too. But if they manage, manage to last until the end of the game then the lovers win and you get a whole bunch more XP for like being lovers. It, it's really, it probably sounds really complicated. Um, but like I randomly downloaded this game three and a half years ago. I've played over 3000 games of it uh, in the last Dang. three years, like over 300 hours. And recently like your profile will show you, I'm going to post a, a picture of like the profile and stuff on RPN tonight. But um, the, uh, your profile will tell you like how many wins you have versus how many losses and what your percentage rate is. You can also kill yourself. You can suicide in the game. Um, it, you can get reported for suiciding too much because it's kind of, kind of like, you know, pissing the game away for the other teams. But uh, I recently have been playing this game obsessively trying to get my win percentage higher than my loss percentage. So <laughs> I've been playing for like an hour or two every day. Um and I'm getting there. I'm like 45% wins and 47% losses with 9% suicides. So this is what I do at night, man. Sometimes you're messaging me like about, uh, you know, games or books or like whatever. And I'm just over here like, like all right, well, I'll respond to you in a second. I got to jail this wolf and kill him tonight. So <laughs> it's like, um, it's a hell of a fun game, but like, I feel like there's definitely a learning curve. Like, I've been playing it forever, so I know all the roles and how they work and the strategy and everything. But, you know, I feel like if I were to be like, Phoenix, download this game, or like, Diane, down download this game, like, she tried, and she played for like a half a dozen rounds, and that was enough for her. Right. Um, but, like, each, each round can take, you know, like, 10 or 15 minutes, depending on how long it takes for a team to win. So, that's one game I've been playing. And then a much... <laughs> A much simpler game has been uh, Hunt Royale, which is I, I mentioned on a, a previous episode. And you basically, uh, there's a couple of different modes, but the main mode is like four people get dropped on a map for three minutes and you run around killing monsters and whoever collects the most XP by the end of the round wins. And you collect trophies and level up and you collect cards for all the different types of hunters and you can level up their skills. And this past week, there was an update that unlocked clan so now you can kind of you know join a clan and donate cards to other people it's simple you can play it with one hand around takes three minutes and uh i downloaded it like three, three weeks ago and for some reason i'm still playing it so uh my two main games for the most part have been hunt royale and wolvesville um <laughs> which so, this is the very first time in three and a half years i've ever mentioned that game in phoenix before here yeah. live on the podcast I've never heard of uh, Wolvesville, um, but I looked it, it up. It's and good. It does it. It reminds me of Among Us, just from what you've talked about. Kind like, of. Yeah, sort of. Like, do you mean like a 
a specific manga or like the art style? Oh, I just meant as far as just uh, you do stuff, there's a vote, and then that whole thing. Not like 100%, yeah. but you yeah. Know. Yeah, and, it, it, and it, it follows that. And, you know, and people, like, it's so multifaceted. Like, there are two specific roles that are called random voting characters. And those two roles are a headhunter and a fool. And the headhunter starts the game with a target, and their entire goal is to get that target killed. And that's how they win the game. But if their target dies any other way than being voted by the village, they become a villager. And the fool's role is to convince everybody to vote them out. And if they get voted out, they win the game. I mean, it's so many different things that you have to consider when you're playing, including the, the possibility that when someone's saying, you know, player number five is bad, they could be the headhunter and they're lying. Right. So it's... Like it's like the most it's probably the most strategic game, but it also comes with a high level of like fucking stupidity um, because you get like, you know, players that they they just like want to fuck the game up and they want to ruin it for other people. And you get like people that are it's all sorts of stuff. But I don't yeah. know. I probably play like 20, 20 or 30 games a day throughout the day and into the evening, just randomly here or there. I mean, like I said, if what if I pull up my profile and post it on RPN along with like some screenshots, but I, I have to be close to or or very fast approaching three thousand games in the last three years. Dude. I mean it sounds like it'd be a game that like, yeah, like you're saying, like you gotta really learn all the stuff just by probably failing a lot. Yeah, exactly. You do, yeah, for sure. But I mean I think it. I've never had that game and played with like someone I knew, except for like Diane. And I think like that could be fun. Um, I I think it. You know, it, I don't know that it would be more fun if you were in a room with someone or not. Actually, it, it might just be fun like in between rounds to like message someone or whatever. But like in the same room could be cool, especially if you're on the same team. But I that would also kind of be like a form of cheating. So. But uh, right. yeah, I don't know. It's like one of my my like guilty pleasure games because I play it frequently. Uh, and like it dawned on me today, like right when we started recording, like oh shit, like Phoenix has never heard of this before, and it's one of like the games that I play the most. So never now you know. <laughs> so, but I, so I'll try one. that. Like I haven't, uh, I haven't been playing anything. I basically like been. Reading books and starting uh, Star Trek Voyager, and uh, that pretty much wraps up uh, my games for the last two weeks. So I will turn it over to you because you have been far more productive than me. Dude, just to my face though when you said there's a game we're playing called Wolfsville, and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine you're probably like, what the fuck. <laughs> Never heard of this time. That's funny. Funny too. I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> I guess I'll start with my mobile game that I've been playing, which is Alchemy Stars Aurora Blast, and it's a it's a gotcha game. So you know what that gives you right away. <laughs> Yeah, but um, it's like yeah. a it's like a strategy yeah. RPG. Yeah, it's a strategy RPG. Gotcha. Um, 
but I I think so. Like, dude, I just have to say, like, whenever I talk about a mobile game, and if it's good, usually that means like the ads are like not present. Like, if it's if I have a game that um is like makes me watch a video between stuff, I'm usually out. Like, even if it's good. Um, or I'm looking for a way to buy like a five dollar thing to like stop the ads. Like I'd rather throw money at a game if it would make me stop seeing the ads because I don't know. I don't know why they bother me so much, but they do. Um, oh, this game has no ads that I've seen so far, and I've played way twenty hours over the course of these weeks that I've been playing it. Um, and the story grabbed me at first. Now the story is kind of starting to taper off some. Like the initial, the initial uh, story or whatever, like the setup was really cool, interesting. And then I feel like now it's kind of going on. Like it, it kind of feels like how do I want to describe this? The first, the first story felt like it was like a day, day by day was going by. You know, like oh, this happened today, that happened tomorrow or yesterday or whatever. But now. It feels like I can't really get a feel of how much time has passed. So, I don't know. I feel like things are just happening fast and they're just telling us, this is what's happening. Go fight this thing. So now it's kind of like, ah, like I'm losing interest in the story. Like I was really into the story. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes, I guess. We'll see how that develops. Um, But I really do like the game. I've only spent $5 on it to get like the daily drop of whatever points or gold or you know whatever game you know these things have like all their same shit like gems or something oh yeah Um, yeah yeah so i spent five dollars to get that because like i said i do think it's like really well made game and if you if you're into it i think it'd be worth it to spend five dollars just to see if you're going to continue to be into it for the month um but yeah there's a Every character you get has like their own special thing uh, that they bring to the strategy of the map. So like the map is like grid based, but it's like kind of a cool color slash um, like a color style. So if you find yellow grids, you can use those yellow grids to make a path to sort of get through the enemies in a certain way. And the more the more paths that you create, the stronger your characters are on that path for a, for a little bit. Um, and each character has their own element. There's four elements. I don't want to get super involved in this, but, um, you know, there's like, it's a strategy RPG, but it's kind of got a, I would say just from what I played, it's unique to a game that I played so far. So, I don't know. If, uh, if you're interested in the strategy RPGs and that kind of have a good story, I guess in the beginning at least, I would say check it out. The story is still good. It's just kind of like I feel like I feel like I just don't know where I'm at. I feel like we started off in a really good spot, and now I feel like we're just like a hundred miles per hour, and I don't I don't really feel like it's connected. It feels like it was written by one guy, and now it's written by this girl, <laughs> and it's like what? Where are we at in the story? You know. <laughs> I like I I played it too a little bit, uh, and. 
it looked good and I liked the mechanics of it, but it felt, and I said this to you, like it felt so familiar that I was kind of like, this is, it's not bad. It's just not what I'm looking for right now. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Like I haven't played as many random mobile games as you have. So, so this is like, to me, it's like, Oh, this is a great game. It's brand new. Have you seen it? And you're probably like, yeah, dude, like the 20th <laughs> version of this. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so that's that's that. Like, it's free to download. Whatever you know, the gotcha stuff. So, uh, I would say at least look at it if you're interested in strategy RPG mobile games. Um, a second game that I'll talk about, like longer at least, is uh, Disco Elysium. I have finally finished it, and what the heck? Oh. Greg sent me a message, which is our recording app. Anyway. <laughs> Not now, Craig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he uh, sent a message just randomly, I guess. I don't know. Just talking about the link to the episode. Anyway, we will continue talking about Disco Elysium. <laughs> uh, it's, a ga- <laughs> it's a game that I was supposed to finish a long time ago. And... I did not. And then between all that, there was a huge update for the game that, I forget what it's called, Final Something. Um, dude, I'm so bad with these like names. I just like, I see them one time, I'm like, oh yeah, that's, that's the thing. I think it's called Final Cut, maybe? It's something like that. But um, anyway, there's a big update and it added so many more things to the game that I didn't know I needed so that was kind of cool to play the game and like get used to it for like 20 hours and then come back and finish the like back half of the game with like all these new features so that was kind of a cool development that i didn't plan on but um dude i will say i know it wasn't your game but if you are a person that likes point and click adventures uh kind of like a whodunit murder mystery kind of thing um that also has D&D dice roll mechanics like it's hella niche but like if you are this person like you'll be like 100% down um I was super into this game and I love the dice rolls in the beginning it's fucking frustrating though because you're gonna fail probably every one of them um and so it'll really make you be like okay this game sucks I think because I was really kind of annoyed in the beginning as well um but you know, if you if it's still your shit, you can you'll eventually get stronger, kind of like a kind of like a D and D, and you'll eventually get better dice rolls, and you'll pull through. Um, but um, I don't know, dude. Like, I don't know what's in your jam, but uh, if there was a way that people could at least know the story, I think it would be super interesting. Like, if there's a way to play this game without the dice rolls, it would be the story is great. So that that was the thing for me was like, and I think you summed it up great. Like the the dice rolls are super niche, and um, and, and if you're not familiar with that type of mechanic or it's not your thing, then not only is it super niche, but like you said in the very beginning, 
beginning, almost all your dice rolls fail. So you have to, I guess, build up to a point where, like, you get better rolls. Um, and, like, I think it really is, like, the type of thing where, like, that's going to either really light your world on fire and you're going to think that that's amazing where it's really not going to be your thing. And I definitely fall in that later camp where, like, game looked great i loved the voice acting it sounded good and the dice rolls like i i couldn't be less interested in that mechanic if i try like even if i was winning them to me like it it, it broke up the gameplay and like i'm not a D player so obviously i don't have that attachment to it and maybe that would have helped um i mean i'm not a hundred percent sure i won't go back to it but it i definitely fell in that camp of like uh, I, and it, I don't have anything bad to say about the game. The, the dice rolling was just kind of like a, it was like a deal breaker for me. Yeah, I get it. Like, um, and so, uh, not to, it won't really ruin the story, but like in the beginning, your character or the main character is hungover, like hardcore. And so a lot of the roles are kind of affected by that. Not all of them, but some. And so it kind of makes sense, like, oh, he's drunk as hell. Uh, that's why he's just shitty right now. But it, if you're not into it, like, I really think it could kind of mess people up. And also, it's a game that it looks good. Everyone talked about it at the time, but no one really said it was. It wasn't really widely known as dice rolls. I didn't even know it was dice rolls in there until I started playing, it. and then I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Like, this is some shit." <laughs> but um. Yeah, so um, I don't know. Like, it's hella niche, but I think it's super unique. Especially, I just gotta say, the artwork uh, and the art style. Like, the artwork is like someone. Like, I love. I'm a watercolor painter. Uh, not not like 100 percent like every day, but like it's my favorite form of painting. And someone made like these brilliant like watercolor style kind of like paintings for. Um, for like the characters' portraits and and just like the art in the world feels like kind of a watercolor like um I don't know how they like this game has its own art style. Like it looks like someone didn't just make this in like a, an app and it just made buildings or whatever. Like someone really took time to make this their own game. Um and then the voice the voice acting just really like hits at home, I think like voice acting like every character they they voice so many lines like i don't know how long it took to voice all these lines and because of the dice rolls and because of losing or winning the fucking the story can go any direction dude like i talked to my friend that beat it recently after i beat it and he was like he's like did you get this and i was like i didn't even know that was possible and he i asked him a question about this uh situation in the game and he was like i didn't even know that was in the game so it was it can branch in so many different directions you could probably play it over and over even though that's not my kind of thing but you could play it over and over and get a variety of uh endings and just story i bet but um anyway, i if this if any of this sounds interesting to you um i would say it's like a masterpiece 10 out of 10 games if you can put up with the dice rolls and all that, like you just gotta play it now. Like it, all the all the hype that it got a few uh, what like a year or two ago is definitely yeah. like warranted, I think. But it has to be hella 
hella your stuff. Like it probably won't hit most people, especially because it's like a point, like right away a point and click probably gets off like 50 people, 50% of people are probably like, nope, when they hear point and click. And then, you know, it probably goes down after that. That's definitely not my favorite mechanic either, but uh, the point and click worked for me when I was first starting to play the game. And, you know, maybe I'll go back to it eventually and I'll commit more to like, oh, once the dice rolls are a little more leveled out, like this is a great game because I I liked everything about it except that. But it was just so frustrating the first like three or four hours that I was like, okay, like I'm just I'm done with this. And I think you have to have a love for like that mechanic and that type of storytelling and that type of like, you know, gameplay. And I guess I don't because like otherwise I don't, you know, like I thought the game was was amazing for the you know brief period of time that i played it yeah i think we talked about this before but i'll say it again it happened this game when i started playing it it was like right when the virus and stuff the pandemic was kind of in full throttle so we we could not play our D &D, uh, group anymore and so this is like a it's literally like a single player D D campaign like i swear that's probably the best way to describe it like because the story goes in so many different directions and it's, and you can build your character any way you want. In the very beginning, you can pick: Do you want your character to be like strong, or do you want him to have like really good wisdom? Um, you know, it can go. It's just like D and D with so, single player. So, um, I think that is probably why it hit so hard for me in the beginning. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, I don't have anything else to say about the game other than like. Definitely should get it. I do. I am interested in knowing it's going to come to Switch and I think of the, all the other consoles soon. I do want to know how the controls are going to be on that because, like we said, it's very point and click, and I feel like it'd be best on that. But um, I don't. I don't know how they're going to. I don't know how they're going to thread that because when you're pointing and clicking. Uh, if you talk to somebody on the whole right side is like dialogue and it's usually a lot of dialogue a lot of text to read and i just think people are like lazy dude and they're not going to read all that so it'd be interesting to see how they pull this off for consoles i don't know i feel like when i'm on a computer i can like i'm not thinking about like i feel like i can read better on the computer but if i'm on my switch it's kind of like i don't want to read a bunch of dialogue because the screen is smaller you know if you're on handheld, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. So, did you, I don't know. Did you, uh, interesting outside, to of, uh, outside of, um, yeah, I, I think so, too. Like, I, you know, I'm like, I still, I want to see it on Switch. I won't buy it on Switch, but I'd like to see, like, you know, gameplay or how they handle it and everything and, and how it looks or handles on consoles. But, like, I also haven't really heard any movement about that so it's kind of like it's so far off my radar that i know when it drops i'll be like oh let me go youtube that but i i mean if and or when i ever revisit the game it won't be on switch or something like that i I wouldn't double dip on it but i'm you know i i i think i deleted it off my computer but it's still on my steam account so we'll see maybe someday yeah um yeah it's definitely like uh one to keep your keep on the radar, uh, but I think I'm good on the games. <laughs> Other right, than so... the last thing, oh, 
So uh, we're going to get into this, I think. Uh, and I don't, I don't know that it will be a lengthy discussion, but since we were hyped and talked about it at length when it launched uh, with like two and a half months ago, which is kind of nuts to think about. Um, Monster Hunter Rise is our talking point and kind of like a wrap up and our final thoughts and our general thoughts and overview of the game. Um, And interestingly, like you and I are kind of coming from two different perspectives or like experiences with the game to an extent. And I kind of think like the reverse uh, experiences that we I think you kind of had a similar experience to what I thought I would have and yeah. I kind of had a similar experience to what you thought you would have because when the game came out and we we talked about it like privately not necessarily on this podcast but on this podcast too it was like you know you were like I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna drop like 100 152 hour, 200 hours in that game and you know I'm gonna be grinding all the gear and everything and I was like I'm gonna play that game for like 30 40 hours I'm gonna beat it and, I, and that's gonna be it and like <laughs> I think you got like you're like you're at like 65 hours and have you you you're you still like are not you finished like the uh village quest but not the hub stuff right yep like I uh I f- beat the game story-wise in the store in the yeah in the village but i think there's more that i could do but the credits rolled do the um you have to remind me because like i finished the village stuff early on like does the village stuff have the narwa battle and like the abushi narwa dual battle uh or is that so just the hub that might be just the hub there is some stuff that I think it told me I could go back and do. Like, I think it said that I can go back and fight monsters, like, that were strong again. Well, and, like, the... So, like, in the in the hub mode, you don't, like... You basically don't really officially beat the game in the hub mode until you face Narwa, which is the new Elder Dragon in the game. Right. And she's, like, you know... You, you, you literally, like, uh, you, you go and collect your stuff out of the chest, and then you, like, hop over onto, like, a little island that she's on, basically. And most of the attacks that are really effective against her are, like, guns that rise up from the ground. It's not so much like your personal attacks. Um, right. Okay. And so, like, you face her, and I can't remember. I don't think she's part of the village, but I don't remember. I, she might not... It might I be a way for them to keep it standalone, like, you know, if people yeah, didn't download yeah. the extra stuff. So, you know, and then what they, and then the game ends and you're basically like, oh, you've defeated Narwa, except that, like, you don't kill her. She, like, this is, like, spoiler shit. Like, you don't kill her without giving, like, too many spoilers. But then, like, they released DLC and the DLC was, like, you could then and hunt, uh, you know, like a Camellios and like some of the other older Elder Dragons from previous games. And they then went for a dual battle where you faced Ibushi and Narwa at the same time, which is kind of a motherfucker. Um, but like, so like, I thought for sure, like, you know, when I first started playing the game, I really liked it and I got into it and I was like dog sitting uh, for some people. So I was sitting in their apartment for five or six hours and just playing through all the hub stuff. And then I played through all the village stuff and I was kind of like, all right, well, 
I guess, like, I'm going to craft some of the gear, and then I crafted, like, most of the gear, and then, like, I unlocked dual-layer gear, so, you know, then you could have, like, your strong shit underneath and your decorative shit on top, and, uh, and then I found myself just, like, holy shit, I played this game for 110 hours, and I thought it was going to be, like, 30 or 40, you know, and, like, I thought for sure that you and I were going to hop into this game at some point, and you were going to be HR you know, like 110 and I was going to be HR like 10. And like, we hopped in two nights ago and I was like, this is like bizarro land where you're HR seven and I'm HR 106. And, yeah, uh, it's, it just became HR seven then. Yeah. yeah like, I actually became <laughs> HR 107 when we finished, uh, whatever we killed that giant spider shit. Um, <laughs> and you know, it's, it's weird. Like I can easily say this is, as of right now, and it might change, but this is my game of the of the half year at the very least. And there's no way you could have convinced me like I was ready for the game. But remember, like I was on the fence still about whether I was actually yeah. going to buy it. And yeah, you were right up until like that launch week. I was like, I don't know, dude. Like I don't know if I'm ready or in the mood for Monster Hunter. And then finally, I, I bit the bullet, and we you know we did our first hunt with uh, Jackie, friend of the show, Jackie. And, uh, and it was kind of like, you know, I still wasn't sold on it. And then something clicked. Yeah. Oh, dude, that, that almost, that first hunt that we did, because that was a mistake (laughs) to start out with like, you know, level one bullshit gear against like a pookie pookie or whatever the hell it was. And and, like, it took, you know, you have a 50 minute time limit. It took like 46 minutes to kill this thing for our first hunt. Yeah. And, and we were just like pounding it. Pause. Yeah, yeah, boy, were we pounding it. Pause, <laughs> pause, pause, pause. Um, but, but like, I don't know what happened with me. You know, I don't know if it was like a perfect storm of like, well, I got this dog. I'm dog sitting. But I played the shit out of this game. Like, I have every set of armor, most of the long swords and dual blades. And I played this game for so much that like, remember like the first 50 or 60 hours, which is what you put into a total. I was just dual blades. Um, yeah. You, yeah. And then right. like, and then I switched <clears throat> over to the, the long sword and uh, you know, like I did all the DLC. I did some of the event hunts. Uh, like there's nothing left for me in this. The only thing I can do now is either help you beat the game or continue to level up my HR. And like for a while, like leveling up my HR was like a, a, a lot of fun and I was still into it. But almost what happened to you happened to me where like there's a week where I was reading and I wasn't playing my Switch that much and I didn't open Monster Hunter for like five or six days and that was it. That, that that was enough for me to be like, I'm, I'm probably good on that. And I would, you know, I've probably in the last, I don't know, three or four weeks killed like four monsters to total, four of which were with you, or two of which were with you. Um, but like, and we still, were like, nope. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, well, when we, we finished, were like, we were like, yeah. Yeah. It was. It was like we made these. We like scheduled it. It was like it was like a gaming date. Where it was like, dude, twelve thirty. <laughs> I'll be on. We'll go and kill some shit. We'll we'll do this. And like we we got our first monster and we hunted it. And it was just you and I. And it took forever. And right. then like 
And then, like, we did that spy. I can't remember what that spider thing is called, but it's a giant fire spider that shoots shit out of its butt and then catches you in its webs, and it's 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 tough. Fire. Um, because I could remember, like, you texted me and you were like, "I gotta face that fire spider," and I was like, oh, "I didn't really enjoy that thing too much." Um, <laughs> yeah. I got the I got the text message and I was like, "Oh, all right." I didn't really that that map. Like the uh, the lava world, that's the only map in the entire game that even when we went back in a couple of days ago, I still can't navigate it and get lost. Um, yep. I didn't like that map at all. Um, I feel like I want to jump everywhere, and I feel like it's like an invisible wall everywhere. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. And when you're trying, the worst thing that ha- can happen is like you get to, and this happened to me when you and I were playing with uh, the two other people uh, is I was not paying attention to my health and I was, I fainted and like getting back to underground where you guys were was like, I was oh like running God. all over the place trying to find it and couldn't get to it because it's like half of that map is over top and half of it's underneath and finding the openings that get to underneath is when you run into all those invisible walls that look like you should be able to go to, but you sure right. help. Um, you know, and, I, uh, oh, well, I was going to say, I, I play with Palico and I can't ride the dog, you know, pause. <laughs> and <laughs> that is the worst one ever. <laughs> That's it, right there. <laughs> oh, wow. All right, we're definitely leaving that in. <laughs> and, um, <sighs> so getting back to those spots is like pretty much me web-slinging the whole way. And god damn, dude. Yeah, it, that level, that map is really annoying. Like, I... I don't know. I, I know there's like ways that you know you can do the camp and set up camp in the other spots, but like that one, I think I found the camp the last time I played the game, and I was like, oh god damn, this might help actually. But yeah, dude, it's that map sucks. <laughs> yeah, and the rest of them are great. I I I never liked that one. Like I I could never get into that one. Um. Game strictly released in 2021. That's definitely my winner so far. Uh, it'll be tough for me, even with the game that we're going to talk about before we wrap this up, even with it coming out, I still think that it's going to be tough for something to beat this for me. Although I don't know if you saw, there's a new Ease game out. Um, I think tomorrow. But I don't have time and money for it, so it doesn't, doesn't matter. <laughs> like, uh, that- I... It, and it looks good. Well, uh, I saw that game. I think when it was out, it's been out in Japan for a while, right? Yeah, and, it just got localized. Yeah, right. And I, I remember looking at the game to like see what it was all about, and I was instantly turned off. And I don't know why that is, but something about that game just felt like I was like instantly out. And well, that's a good thing because you know if you were instantly in, then you would have that and Monster Hunter stories in the same damn week. So, uh, yeah, yeah. The, I just think uh, the the characters being able to like this character runs on the walls, this character jumps higher. I would just kind of like, no, yeah. like uh, I don't like this. It, I don't know. I I was kind of hoping that Ease game would kind of eventually like make me want to get it, but every time I see it, I'm still just like, no, I don't really want this guy no 
have to watch more gameplay of it because I remember watching a trailer at some point and being like, oh, I'm kind of in on that. But then I saw the release date and I was like, oh, it's three days before Monster Hunter Stories 2. I guess I'm not in on that. Um, but so, <laughs> like, you know, you, you recently revisited Monster Hunter and I, and I think we kind of had similar, like, uh, I might be, you know, like I might be ready to, to put this one to rest, but like, what are your overall thoughts and feelings on it? You know, like two and a half months and 65 hours later. Yeah. So I still believe that this is the best monster in the game that has ever been made. I will say that for sure. Hands like, down. It's just, Hands it's, down. Yeah, I think just being able to move over, like even though I play Palico and I can't use the dog to get places faster, um, or I mean, I guess I could use the dog, but I love what the Palico gives. The Palico has, I have mine set for traps, so the Palico like usually helps us out in that in that way. But um, you can even though with that, I can still get around way faster than I could in the other game, which was just me holding, you know dash the whole time and then finally get yeah. to the monster <clears throat> and then when i get to the monster i gotta like eat a steak because i'm you know tired or whatever my character is like out of stamina so i don't know i just think this game is just as far as like people can play it easier and as far as people that are fans of the series just i feel like they're finally giving the people that are fans like just a break like, all right, man, we've done this this way. Let's give you guys a little bit easier this way. You're just like, oh man, this is amazing. Like, like having the having the dog that runs forever is just like that's a big that's a big boost in just getting places fast. Because I don't know, like I think that was a big thing that people used to hate before was just like not being able to move around faster. But anyway, I'm talking a lot about the transportation in the game, <laughs> but uh, well, it's yeah, not to. Like, you know, like you and I have played like, you know, World and three and four ultimate. And like I revisited or played some of those Freedom Unite games on PSP. And like, how can you not like that's probably the biggest quality of life improvement on top of like not having to shoot like fucking paintballs at the monsters anymore and just being able to mark them from the very beginning. Um, Yeah. You know, like there's there's a part of me that feels like having played three and four ultimate and world, you know, I paid my dues to get to this point where the shit that I really didn't like about those monster hunter games, regardless of how much I love monster hunter, uh, are gone. But like having the dog or, you know, the, uh, the, the web bugs or whatever the hell they're called and being able to mark monsters from the beginning. So you're not running around trying to find them and then mark them with a paintball. Like, it dumbs down some of the game play from previous games, but like it dumbs it down in a way that I kind of feel like maybe those games shouldn't have been that way to begin with. And this is like the ultimate way to play it. Yeah, I totally agree. Like it's finally, it's finally like getting rid of some of the, like, I don't know, like, you know, just some, some games are just hard for no reason. I feel like it's finally like losing some of that stuff and getting to the place it should be as well. Like, like, dude, I just, I don't know, I can't say enough that this game is probably the best Monster Hunter, and um, I hope I hope it still keeps getting updates that will I'm sure something's going to happen someday that I'll be like, hardcore back in all of a sudden, but right now um, I just had like, burnout, dude, like, I was playing it a few days ago, 
literally like yesterday, I think. And like, I love the game. I, lo- I love the the new tricks that we can do in the game. But like playing it a few days ago and yesterday and all that, just like I was just not, I was not excited anymore. I was just like, dude, this is. I feel like I'm just doing this and. And then I kept seeing the amount of stuff that I needed to get, like, new armor and stuff. I was just like, all right, I don't even feel like doing this. <laughs> yeah, like you know, and it's like, uh, I, there's no way, like, literally none that I could be convinced to, like, sit down and play that game for five hours in a row like I did when it came out in March. Um, yeah. But, like, you know, most games are that way. Like, 110 hours is a lot to put into, like, an RPG or an action RPG or whatever. So I'm happy with the time I got out of it. I don't think there's any question it's the best Monster Hunter version. I mean, it definitely made it more appealing and playable and accessible to, like, casual gamers or people that had kind of strayed away from Monster Hunter because of how niche and difficult it was. Um, But, like, I definitely, like, logging in the other day, like, it was funny. Like, you messaged me and you were like, I just got in a rise and I'm going to probably try to fight this spider thing. And I was like, oh well, I won't be able to play until later tonight. And you were like, well, maybe I'll just wait until later then. And I was like, all right, cool. And I was like hyped all day. I was like, oh, shit, we're going to get back to it. Like, we hadn't played Monster Hunter together in like, you know, a month and a half. And uh, like, we got in and like, I joined your lobby and I was like, this is great. Like, I'm super hyped for this. And we killed the first monster. And I was like, this is not as fun as it was a month and a half ago. (laughs) You know, like, yeah, like, yep. I just kind of felt like I have done this so much. And I know every Monster Hunter game is that way. But, like, when 3 and 4 Ultimate were out on 3DS, like, I put, like, 200 hours into both of those. And you probably, I think you said you put, like, 3 or 4. But, like, yeah. they required a lot more time. This game is far more rewarding to, like, getting the parts you need. And, I mean, once you unlock the dual-layer armor, like, you don't have to collect those parts barely at all. Like, you get tickets, and you can craft, like, some of the best gear on, like, you know, very little. Um, you definitely don't have to keep killing the same thing over and over again for the, the layered armor, which is nice. Like, I think I'm still using, like, Rathion armor that's leveled all the way up, and then I have, like, the... Uh, the uh, one of whatever the most recent elder dragon that got dropped in the game, which fired missiles out of its fucking wings. Um, like, <laughs> dude, that shit is annoying. <laughs> the la- the most recent update, they they dropped an elder dragon that I've never played against before, and it flies up in the air at one point and shoots missiles out of the bottoms of its wings, and then it also flies way up in the air and dive bombs onto you, which is like an instant faint if you're in the way. Um. Ooh. It's brutal, like, but but his armor, like, I don't know if you ch- if you checked out my armor, but like, it glows red, and it, you kind of look like like a Gundam uh, robot, yeah, when you have that armor. And I and my my Palamute has the exact same armor, so you know, I still occasionally at night I'll be like, well, I'll go in and I'll join someone's lobby and I'll kill a monster with him real quick. And it might stay that way for a while where I'll just go in here or there. But the days of like playing that game obsessively or, or, or consistently are definitely done for me. There's no doubt about that. Right. And I, I think that kind of brings us to the looking forward to like Must Hunter Stories 2. Um, like, dude, I was playing the demo and, and, I, and I played, you know, Stories 1 or I finished it recently. 
like just being able to to like defeat i don't think they're killing monsters in stories but just to be able to defeat the monster and being able to get like the armor set from like one time and then you yeah. can defeat the monster again and get like the the weapon because every every monster usually has like maybe one or two weapons it's not like they have like you know full-on like uh requirements for the weapon right. armor so it's 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 kind of like i know they i know it's guided and directed towards kids but like man it's it's like a huge relief to just be like oh i can get all this stuff like easily and just be done and that's kind of what i might want them to do for the next like premiere monster hunter like i don't need the grinding for like 10 10 fights to get like a jewel of like a rathalos jewel or whatever like i just want to fight the thing twice or three times and that's good you know like and I feel like Monster Hunter Stories does that like perfectly. The you can if you have if you defeat it three times, you probably got like all the stuff you need for the monster, and you're good. Yeah, and I like it too. I mean, like it's simplified. Yeah, and the fights take what like five minutes, maybe. Like it's you know turn based faster. Yeah. But uh, so the demo though, like. How did you like the demo of Must Hunter Stories too? Yeah, the, uh, the the demo is like how many hours do you think you put into the demo? Um, I would say six. Most of that was just walking around. My daughter was just walking around. Um. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, she was just walking around like giving me free experience points while she was just fighting random monsters. But um yeah, I would say I would say if you just played it straight up without any um without any deviations, it'd probably take three hours, maybe if that. I would say probably two really if you just were like hundred percent story based. That's kind of what I figured too, because I'm like I haven't quite finished it yet because I've been kind of enjoying the world and everything, but I also kind of want to like finish it off tonight or tomorrow. That way I can let it sit. And uh, are you downloading this? Is that your plan? Yeah, I'm, I'm probably a hundred percent out on physical um, for a while, but yeah, I'm downloading it. That's see, like, I'm just like, here's the thing for me is like, I'm looking at like all these games that came out 10 or 15 20 years ago that are going for a fortune um yeah right and there's a part of me that's just like if that happens with the switch and i think it will eventually because you know in 15 10 15 20 years there's going to be however many generations further ahead from the switch but the switch is such a game-changing console that like I really want to be able to say, like, yo, I got this collection of, like, 100 games, and it's worth $10,000, you know, or whatever, uh, on the resale market. And, like, I I would way rather the convenience of downloading stuff and having it instantly, but, like, I've been collecting physicals so hard the last year or so that that's kind of where I'm at. So I probably will be going to Target to pick this up, uh, physical, and then... Um, then starting at like Friday evening. So I'll have to wait a little while. 
Yeah, uh, that's it's a game that I don't even know if I'll I don't even know if I'll start immediately either because I'll probably have to go to bed. <laughs> I yeah. think we're going camping this weekend as well, so we'll probably not be in that mode as much as I wish I could. But um, I don't know. Like people should check out the demo for sure, and just so you can have the the tutorial for the most part is just knocked out, you know. Yeah, exactly. And um, oh, I guess so. yeah. what was that? Oh, I was gonna say, and I guess like you know, I'm guessing like there's an easy way to transfer that over. It's not made pretty all that obvious by the demo, right? Uh, I just I just know in the treehouse, the woman said that the demo would will be a hundred percent transferable, but they didn't really say that in the. I don't. Oh, no way. When you when you beat it, I think it does say something like that. But um. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. I just haven't gotten there yet. Well, and also when you beat it, whenever you load back into the demo, it just puts you right back at that final like screen. So it's have... pretty much telling you that like your your game is paused until the game comes out or whatever. I gotcha. All right, that makes sense. But the I mean like the way that it ends and everything like the demo is really really well done. I really wish more games did this because it kind of lets you have free reign as well. Like you don't feel like, you know how demo used to be where it's like, do this, do that, do that. All right. Demo's done. Like because it's, because it's kind of open world ish. Like you can, you can just do your own thing for most of the demo. I kind of wish I didn't beat it just so I could have just roamed around um, and just kind of like leveled up a little bit more and stuff like that. Cause uh, the world is really fun, but I also didn't want to like burn myself out early because <laughs> that yeah. is happen with I'm me. Like, I'm like twenty hours in the demo before the game comes out. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm like, ah, you know, I'm good on this game, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Three hours into the game, you're like, ah, I don't know, man, I need a break. <laughs> so that probably yeah. covers like what we're looking forward to. We're both grabbing Monster Hunter Stories two on Friday. Uh, is there anything that you can think of that you would want to add? Nope. Other than, yep, just get the game or uh, get the demo at least if you're on the fence about it. Um, yeah, and it's a quick that, download. It's not a big file. Right. And I know the Stories 2 series is like, it looks kitty, but man, I do I do think, and I've always said this about Pokemon, like I've, I've been kind of out on Pokemon lately. Um, I feel like this game has more emphasis on like a story, and if you're into like that Pokemon kind of turn-based battle kind of thing, like, but you're but you're burned out with Pokemon, like this might be this might be the like the series that kind of that kind of makes you want to play something else like that. Um, yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. Like, it's got same type of game mechanics, but it's a, it would be a completely different world with a completely different, you know, set of monsters and everything for, for people to uh, experience. Unless you're a, a veteran of Monster Hunter, but otherwise, like, probably a good jumping on point, too, for the Monster Hunter franchise. Yeah, the yeah, perfect perfect place to learn all the stuff. And, you know, you can still make your... Uh, for some reason, though, um Com- combining in this game to to make potions or whatever, uh, it's the potions that've changed. It's like it used to just be two herbs to make a potion. Now it's like, what is it now? Like two ivy or something like that. It's very weird. I was like, what the heck? 
Yeah, it is like, strange. It's definitely changed it up. Yeah, it was like it's two just different things that I wasn't used to, and I'm like, what? This is weird. But maybe it's just for the demo. I, I don't know. But anyway, I guess we'll find out. So yeah. that probably wraps up uh, episode 14. Unless you have anything else you want to share or talk about? Nope. I'll just uh, spit out my uh, Instagram and stuff like that. It's at fartsy p h a r t s y, and Check me out. And also our RPN uh, Instagram is RPN cast. So yeah, we're going to get curious post- about that. Yeah. I've been posting a little more there as, as I do with uh, random gaming stuff that I just forget to post cause I'm, I've been traveling, but I'm making a point to do it more now. Yeah. I'll try to get, I think, well, I'll try to get up uh, to posting on that at least a couple times a week. I'll get the werewolf screenshots posted just to give people an idea of what we're talking about on this episode or what I was talking about on this episode. Um, <laughs> you can really only find me one place and that's on Instagram at flat gaming, IG, uh, not updated very often and not really all that, uh, active. I've kind of become like a, uh, social media, uh, nomad where, uh, there's, <laughs> no Twitter for me, no Facebook for me, no TikTok for me, which uh, I can still say. Um, and uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Instagram is a very like uh, I do scrolling on my private Instagram and post some random stuff. I mean, if you're really feeling inclined for the Serbian listeners, you can find me at that bookstore guy. Um, but otherwise, uh, the, the RPN cast or at Fartsy is probably the best place to catch some of our stuff. Uh, we might be back in two weeks. I guess what we'll to see. I don't know when you're traveling. I'll be out of the state, but I, it might not be impossible for me to record on a Sunday night. Um, otherwise, we'll be back in, you know, like, I don't know, three, four weeks, something like that, since we're kind of irregular, uh, like a good right. bowel movement. <laughs> um, but otherwise, we'll be back with episode 15, uh, hopefully sometime in July or very late in August. And I guess we'll catch you later. Peace.